Oh my god. I won. I won. Of course I won. Of course I won. You see, should I be happy about winning this title? Absolutely not. This title should be happy that it's wrapped around my waist. The new face of ACW. You see, there's guys in the back that have been doing this for years. And in seven months, hold on, let me say that one more time. Seven months, I have bypassed them as if they were standing still. There's not a guy in that locker room that's got it like I do. I'm a damn diamond in the rough, and everybody knows it. So, let me break this down for you. I'm exactly what everybody wants to see. I'm exactly who everybody wants to be. I'm real, and I'm raw. Damn it! Your new champ. I'm August Artois. Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. He's real, he's raw, and he needs no further introduction. It's August Artois. What's up, mateys? It's the real raw August Artois, your ACW heavyweight champion in the flesh. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very good, but not as good as you, man. Uh, I guess being the champion comes with its perks. I know you've got a big show, but nope. instead of training, you're... Nobody's, <laughs> nobody's doing as good as I am. <laughs> That's it. You're just showing how it's right done. Now. So where are you on the way to right now, man? Right now, I am doing what all champions do, and I am on my way to Disney. And I'm going to celebrate my victory at Disney. Because, you know, the other guys, you know, they're in the ring, they're, they're training, they're in the gym, they're pushing iron, they're, they're trying to get to my level. And when you're at the top, you know, you have, uh, you know, you get to do whatever the hell you want to do. And, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go spend my day with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, well, that, that seems like pretty appropriate considering the astronomical rise you've had. I believe it's, what is it, eight months now, already a veteran? Eight months? Uh, the veteran actually happened three months in. Oh, I wow. realized that, you know... I'm in the ring with guys that are, you know, have been doing it, you know, two, three years and I'm blowing right past them. Then I'm getting in the ring with guys that have been doing it for about 10 to 15 years and I'm nose to nose with them. I'm looking them right in the eye and I'm holding my own. So I realized, you know what? I'm a veteran. I don't have to sit here. I'm not going to wait for you guys to tell me I'm a veteran or tell me I've earned my stripes. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. I'm, a, I'm, the top, I'm at the top of this mountain. I'm looking down on everybody now. Eight, not even a full year in. I mean, who, who else could debut that quickly, shoot to the top, and already be be champion within eight months? It just seems like such an astronomical rise to me, and it immediately caught was, my attention even from across the world, you know? Was that a question? You said, who else could do that? I'll answer that for you. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. And yeah, man, over there, you know, all the way down under, and you're, and you're hearing about me, and I'll tell you right now, Florida, just Florida alone is filled with, and I'll quote unquote, wrestlers down here, but it's actually filled with a bunch of guys who want to look and act like a wrestler, but then you got me, who's just born and bred to do this. You just are one. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm a superstar, I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> I love it, man. So rewind me a little bit. I know that um, 
you and your brother like have both had sort of history uh, in wrestling and stuff. So where did it all start when you rewind back to when you were a kid or when you and were it, first exposed to wrestling? What were some of like the first faces that stood out started, to you? One of my first memories of wrestling was looking out the front window and seeing my brother with uh, Ultimate Warrior paint on with the strings wrapped around his arms and uh, losing his mind. And I just thought, whoa, this is this is crazy. Like seeing like being able to see like what we've seen on TV and then my brother outside like recreating it. And then once I got a little older, then me and my brother both started doing wrestling along with our cousins. We do it in the basement, in the backyard, and beat the hell out of each other. And this is, you know, this is before we knew anything about wrestling. So, you know, then and we were lucky enough to grow up in the golden era of wrestling. So we're out there. Our mom would go buy a 24-pack of uh, soda pop, and my brother would be in the back slamming them together and drinking them down like stone <laughs> cold. Uh, you know, we'd get sent home from school for telling our teachers to suck it. Um, so we were both big into wrestling but then um fast forward a little bit and wrestling just started falling um out of our top favorite things to, to do to watch to be around because of the the fakeness the soap opera the, the curtain getting pulled back so both of us actually you know him not as much as me i completely stopped for 10 years he he kind of dabbled in it here and there and then uh it ended up about three years ago he went to wrestlemania he called me he's like hey man i know you don't like it that much but just put it on because i'm here i was like ah whatever i'll put it on and I, it was aj styles versus shane mcmahon oh yeah and that match that match alone I, I kept i was making music at the time i kept turning back and looking at it and i was like damn like they're actually they're telling a story this is believable this is it's getting back to what it used to be and then ever since then i've been watching it now for the last three years and then i realized it's full of shit like this from the main from the main roster down to the indies it's a bunch of losers. It's a bunch of half-assed talent, people that can't talk, people that can't walk, people that can't do a damn thing like I do. So I figured, you know what, whatever. It's 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 time for me to go save the day. So before that, my brother came down to Florida, started refing, uh, took a went to a wrestling school, uh, got taught how to ref properly, started traveling with Shine, evolved up to New York, back down to Florida, got a good name for himself. Uh, started with NXT, doing extra work, started on Raw, SmackDown. You've, uh, you've probably seen him a thousand times on, on uh, WWE. So then, you know, once I saw how, how fast he hit and went, I was like, you know what, it's obviously in the blood. So I went down and did the exact same thing, and now me and him are both just standing on top of our own plateaus. You know, there's no there's no really, there's no real, there's no real uh, hike to go anymore. We're, 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 at, the, we're at the top, and we're, we're making our base camp. Yeah, nice, man. It's, it's one of those things that, like, that's so impressive about, you know how quickly you've come together there's not many people that can talk like you and like you say walk like you you immediately seem to gel with that entire thing and i feel like that's like 90 percent of the battle for a lot of wrestlers you know it's it's not just about the athletic stuff which you are very athletic but like it's to be entertaining you know and it's it's why you're at the top right now i was i was really impressed immediately when i saw you just as like a random follow on instagram you know yeah. The, well, the thing is, is that a lot of guys become wrestlers because they want to be that guy they've always wanted to be. And the difference between me and everybody else is I've always been that guy that everybody wants to be. So now all I got to do is just walk out of the curtain. So all these guys, they're you know they're they're back in gorilla. They're getting ready for their match. They're ah, I got to turn into this character. I got to turn into this character. I wake up and I am. That's why people say like oh, I love your gimmick. I love your character. What fucking gimmick? What fucking character? <laughs> yeah. I don't like people. I have a very, uh, a very, very, very small circle. Uh, two of those people in the circle uh, are cats. Um, I don't, 
trust people. I don't, I don't mess with people. I don't hang out with people. Uh, I stick to myself, my brother, my family, uh, may, maybe a few that I've met in the business so far, but I'm not here to make friends. Um, and this isn't a business for friendship. It's very rare because if you look at Shawn Michaels, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, everybody in the back, everybody in the crowd loved him. Everybody in the back hated him. Yeah. So I'm not here. I'm not here to make the boys in the back like me. They can go to hell. Exactly. It's like a solo business, right? Like, uh, I think it was Triple H was saying something like, you know, if you're not in this business to be the champ, then you need to get out. And Stone Cold, yeah, Stone, Stone Cold said that. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it, it's you know, there's a reason why the the top competitors of the world are, are solo guys and you know, focused on what they are because it's all about that individual development, right? Yeah, man. If I wanted to, if I wanted like a brotherhood or a friendship, I mean, I got a I got a blood brother. So yeah. I, I don't need any other. I don't need any more brothers. Mm-hmm. I, he's he's my ace you know from the beginning to the end um and on top of that it's like i'm not gonna pull myself back so you feel better about yourself and i'm not gonna cut my promo down shorter and make my in-ring look a little less just so you could feel a little bit better after the show no you can simply kiss my ass you can wonder why i'm making double the double the amount of money i'm getting booked double the amount of times um, I'm doing podcast interviews with, you know, I've done podcast interviews with people in America, people in England, people now in Australia, and these kids are looking at me, and, and I have friends, acquaintances that, that I'm cool with that always send me messages like, hey, man, you should hear what this guy's saying about you. Hey, man, and I, I'm not the type to go, hey, I heard you were talking about me. To me, it's, well, of course, because I don't know who the hell the person even is, so obviously I'm doing something good. So I'm never a confrontational person on that. It's simply, I, I get a, a hard on at the fact that you know that I'm better and you know that I'm light years past you within months of doing something you've been doing for years. So have you always been the goddamn bad? <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, always been pretty athletic? Did you play sports and stuff in high school and things like that? I've always, I've not only that, I've always been amazing at every single thing I've ever done. Um, when I was 15 years old, I was into like rap music, and then there was a, a big group in our middle school that was a metal band, and the lead singer started getting iffy, started you know getting a girlfriend and falling short. So I joined the band. I got signed to uh, got the band signed to Metal Blade Records. 16 yeah. years old, toured 48 states across the country. Um, then me and my brother started rapping. We got endorsed by YouTube. Um, I've been I've been to eight countries across the world, 48 states. Like I've, you know, what I'm saying is like I'm I'm that guy already before before all the glitz and the glamour and the contracts and all that. Like, I've always been that guy. I've always been great at everything I've done. So the athletic part, yes. I played football my whole life. Uh, like I said, me and my brother wrestled around when we were younger. Um, I have a body of a god. I eat pizza, Burger King, junk food, IHOP, pancakes. I, I eat junk. I don't take care of my body. I don't work out like these idiots do. I don't take my supplements and all this stuff. Uh, I sit here and I, I smoke my cigars. Um, I partake in other activities. Um, that's another reason people hate me because they're in the gym busting their asses, giving every single thing they have towards this. And I'm sitting there with my hand and a bag of Doritos in my other hand on the back of their girlfriend's head. And that's where we are. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so how'd the metal bed thing go, man? I, like, uh, How long did you say you are doing that for? Because that's something that we have in well, common. So I was in a touring metal band for about 10 years, like around Australia, oh, and yeah. playing shows and uh, doing stuff. So did it, was that something that you were really into, or was it just like an opportunity you jumped on? Oh, no, it was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, we got 
15 years old, I joined, and we basically, like, while while all of our friends were, you know, trying to finger girls and drink beer in their parents' basement, we locked ourselves in our buddy's uncle basement and just kept practicing and practicing yeah. and practicing and practicing, and we were fucking amazing. Um, yeah, so we got signed, we went on tour, and, you know, put two and two together, 16-year-olds on tour with a 32-year-old tour manager, things just didn't go the way everybody thought it was going to, and... Yeah. Once we got once we got back, the band sat down with me and they said that um, I was too much of a rock star, that I was partying too much and hanging out. Too. I said, "Fuck you guys! My mom's in Ohio. I'm in California with a stripper and a bottle of Jack Daniels. I'm gonna keep partying. Fuck you guys." We went our separate ways. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know this for a hundred percent fact, about 90 percent fact. I think I'm almost positive. The band itself is still around, but there's no original members in it anymore. Really? So, what's what's the name of the band? That's great. Forever in Terror. Okay, we got we got signed under Seventh Plague, and then we changed our name to Forever in Terror. And yeah. then, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're still around, but yeah, no original, not one original member. Do you know? Are there recordings of like of like your stuff with you on it? About? Yeah, it's it's somewhere out there. Yeah, just gonna dig. I, I've 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 done so much. I've done the metal music with them as a lead singer mm-hmm. then I joined another band as a drummer we got pretty big then I joined another band as a singer then I started rapping me and my brother have a mixtape out we're on YouTube we're on hotnewhiphopmixtapes.com we're, we're everywhere you type in mass massacre mass August August Artois you're gonna find me yeah right now that's awesome man just just like covering oh, yeah, all the bases it's, it's I'm on my second bucket list already I mean I've there's a lot of people out there that they they set their goal to be to be one thing in life, and you know 90% of them fall short and they become a you know a husband and a shitty father, and the rest of their life is just regret as they watch their hair fall out and their stomach get bigger. I just never I, that that life never <laughs> that never twinkled my eye. So my life now is just going to be that badass guy that is 57 years old and having sex with 19 year olds and you know living that rock star life. Until I, you know, push up some daisies. I was going to ask you what's, what's uh, next for August Artois, but it sounds like you've got it all mapped out. What's next for August Artois is signing a shitty little contract with one of these stupid companies that need me. Once I do that, man, I'm, I'm off the grid, buddy. I'm, I'm moving. I'm gone. I'm going to build myself a cabin, take my cats, and get the hell away from everybody. Just full Brock Lesnar style. Entire compound, no yeah, phone, dude. the entire <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's just, uh, you know, when you live a life so wild and, you know, full speed as I have since six, the age of 16 it's you know once you get up once, once I hit 40 I guarantee you I'm going to be retired <laughs> just cash it all in and you're good to go I'll cash everything in I'll sell my dreams and my hopes to <laughs> whatever it takes whatever it takes that's it so um, you mentioned your brother's a, a referee I, I think I saw a like pretty awesome match where he uh, dropped you with a spear what uh, what went down on that particular I don't want <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. No? Yeah, my, uh, so we're having a six-man match. Uh, it's a first responder show. It's for all the, you know, nurses and cops and all that, um, all those stupid people. Um, so we're, we're having the show, and, the, and it's, it's a, you know, there's just move after move at Spear Fest. You know, everyone's going down, and so as I come to, I stand up. I look around. There's nobody left for me to fucking spear. So I look over, and there's my brother. There's that, there's that dude that, you know, I'd be sitting at the computer when I'm 13. He walked by and smacked me in the back of the head, or unplugged my video game console when I was about to beat his high score, and taking my, you know, taking the girls from from my tent in the backyard. And so I, 
I didn't see the referee, and I apologized to management, you know, because I did get in trouble for doing that. Um, I saw, I didn't see a referee. I saw that, I saw my big bully brother. So I went to spear him. And I completely underestimated the fact that we're brothers and he's just as agile or more than I am. And he completely uh, dodged the spear. And I thought that was it. I'm like, okay, okay. All right, I missed. Boy, was I wrong. I turned around and he, uh, I'm, I'm guessing from all the aggression of, you know, disrespectful wrestlers and, you know, people breaking the five count, he, he took all of that and put it right into my bread basket. And Druid with it. He invoked that power that all big brothers have, where they just have like a certain strength over younger brothers, regardless of shape, skill, all that stuff. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he knows. Yep, he's the he's the Mario on the Luigi. <laughs> though, uh, though now it's going to be Luigi's mansion, and he's just going to be coming over to hang out, right? Yeah, it'll be Luigi's mansion. Yep. <laughs> That, that, that's he's the only one I'll stand I'll stand second to everybody else I'll, that can kiss my ass. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. So speaking of people coming in second, take me through the title win, bro. Oh, the title win was uh, you know, it was it was very smart on my behalf. I, uh, I'm not I didn't become a wrestler to go out there and do a bunch of moves or have a 60 minute slobber knocker. I'm here to make money and and win and go home and that's it. So I uh, I took complete advantage when I was in the rumble. Uh, two big men fighting on the on the ropes. I dump them over, and then uh, towards the end of the match, I I get thrown over the top. And me being a smart veteran like I am, right away I roll in and I roll back out to the apron. I broke the, I broke the whole process of going over the top. I stand up. The kid kicks me. I hit the wall. Eh, screw it. I'm gonna go underneath the ring and take a break for a while. <laughs> so I go underneath the ring, and then I can hear the ring. You know, I can hear there's probably about six people in there. The sounds are getting lighter and lighter. And, I look over at the uh, the ring announcer. I pulled the curtain. I go, how many are left? He goes, two. I said, cool. I pulled the curtain back down, buddy, and I I looked up. I seen them both on the ropes. I came over, threw them both over, and immediately I get a contract. So everyone's thinking, you know, maybe he's going to wait. Maybe he's not. You know, I just went through a match, so nope. I seen the heavyweight champion out there. Double down, boom, one, two, three. He rolls off. Every single bit of energy inside of him is depleted. So, being the smart veteran that I am, I grab my brother, who's the best referee in the world, grab him, sign the contract, hand it to him, cashes it in, boom, get in the ring, and it didn't go as planned. Um, I got up and, you know, maybe talked a little bit too much, turned around and I caught a spear, uh, one, two, three, but, you know, smart me, ring positioning, had my arm underneath the rope. Uh-huh. Got up, got up, uh, hit him with Enzo, Enzo Amore's finisher, he kicked out of that. And then I hit him with my finisher, got the three, but I just didn't think that was enough. So then I went ahead and uh, hit him with a pile driver too, just added insult to injury. I don't respect people, so that's a big thing for me. And then that's it, one, it's two, like, three, take, new champ. It's, it, it, and that title, that title meant everything to him. It was literally the only thing he had in his life that meant anything to him. To me, I could give two shits about the title. I don't even know... I, I'm pretty sure it's at my house. I'm not sure where I left it last night. Uh, kind of foggy, but uh, yeah. So taking that from him just meant the world to me. Knowing that he went home with nothing, uh, he went to bed probably crying. Probably his mom had to listen to a probably 12-hour sob fest of him having nothing anymore. Oh, still lives with his mom. Eh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but to me though, knowing knowing that I just took what the only thing that you 
you have in life, like that just means the world to me. So small things in life. No, it's to me the biggest thing in my life is me, <laughs> and you can't take that from me because I'm me. But for him, that's that's a big problem. Like the title, the man, the title doesn't make the man. The man makes the title. And if you realize when he was the champion, I don't think anybody even realized ACW have it had a championship. But now since I had it, <laughs> it's a whole different story. Because I, I realize how much this means to these 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 green boys and these the boys in the back. They, Ever since I was a boy, I've always wanted a title. When me and my brother were doing those matches in the back, we never had a cardboard title. We never had a championship. We just went out there and beat each other up, bled a little bit, went inside and watched it. So if you're, like Stone Cold said, if, if you don't want to be the man, being the man doesn't mean you have the fucking title. It means you're getting paid the money. Means you're getting you're getting the most airtime. You're you're the main event all the time. That's doesn't make the man. Yeah, it's transcending the, the title. That stupid right? ass title. Yeah, exactly. I feel you. Um, well, I I got to say before August Artois, I didn't know what ACW was. I mean, I'm on the other side of the world, but the proof is in the pudding as far as that goes. Oh like, yeah. What are you gonna do? But, but now you know. <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> and you can go to WWN Network. Uh, it's nine ninety nine for uh, our subscription. You can watch. All of uh, all, all of our stuff from WWN or all WWN, ACW, uh, FIP, uh, Eddie Kingston, Grindhouse, Shine Wrestling. You can get it all for that. You can go to WWNLive.com, or you can even watch it on Fight TV, also. And if you noticed on this latest flyer, I told the management, I said, since I'm the champion now, and I'm not bluffing. Either change the name to The Tradition Continues featuring August Artois with just me on the flyer, or I'm not showing up to the fucking show. Simple as that. <laughs> so two days later, they released the flyer with just me on the front, and you could say that everybody is fucking pissed. And that that's the next show, right? June 5th, Port Ritchie, that, Florida. Yep. That's the, yep. Yep. June 5th, Newport Ritchie at the Gulfview Event Center, 7 o'clock. But that's the thing, man, is like, you know... And everyone's like, oh, you know, or one person tried to have my back. They said, you know, August worked really hard to get the, to get where he's at. I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> you know how easy this shit was? I didn't work hard at all. I barely broke in a sweat. Get out of here, you losers. But now I see, like, you see all these flyers. There's 10, 12 guys on it. You don't need 10, 12 guys. You only need one with a beautiful smile and eyes like mine. And so who's this, uh, who are you defending against, man? I'm not defending the title against anybody as of I know, as far as I know. Uh, right now, it's just, I told them I'd show up, so. Oh, that's not what the website says. Excuse me? Yeah, it says, uh, ACW Heavyweight Championship match, August Artois defense versus Stephen Frick. They're saying that I got a match against Stephen Frick. Oh, uh, well. They didn't tell you about this? Let me know. I- they no, they didn't tell me about this, but also I've been uh, very busy. I've been doing a lot of PR, you know, a lot, a lot of PR. I've been doing a lot of uh, visits. I visited uh, actually with the president of the United States the other day. You know, it's it's busy life being the champion, so I can't sit here and check their Twitter and their stupid little Instagram. I, I have a very busy life, so I'll make sure to I'll make sure to address that with uh, management because that. I, I call the shots. And yeah, somebody tells me I'm in a match. Probably in the email box amongst hundreds of other emails from them. Who really cares, I guess? Yeah, it's probably in the spam folder. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> or blocked. So this Stephen Frick character, somebody that you'd be worried about or not? Nah? Well, Stephen Frick, we had a non-title match. And uh, he beat me, but I beat myself. I'm not going to get into it. I beat myself. I was a little too... And then um, I caught him at a photo shoot. 
too long ago. Um, if you look on, go to YouTube and, and type in Don't Stop Recording, Frick versus Artois, I caught him at the event center behind the scenes doing a photo shoot, and I beat the shit out of him. Um, it got it got pretty bad. It went from the from the ring to the kitchen to the to the back by the dumpster. Uh, we, we beat the hell out of each other. Make sure to look look that up. It's, it's on WWN Live. It's on the WWN uh, YouTube. So that ended with both of us uh, completely knocked out. And then I cashed in on him. So all he knows is that I I I hunted him down. I found him, and then I hunted him down again, and I took whatever he had, the only thing he had that meant anything to him. So uh, it's up to him now. And you asked, you know, who's Stephen Frick? Exactly. Who the hell's Stephen Frick? Nobody. Nobody Nobody is anything to me. Don't get me wrong. He, he has a very decorated history so far in professional wrestling. He has made a name for himself. But compared to me, it's, it's like comparing a... Uh, so compared a lion to an ant, just doesn't make sense. Doesn't work out. So that's who he is. So he's the former champion, and I guess he's invoking some kind of rematch clause. Uh, they didn't bother to tell you, and so you're you're walking in on June fifth. Not really worried about it. I'm not worried about a damn thing. I'll I'll be showed up wearing my suit and my Crocs, and everybody else is going to be wearing their uh, tank tops and dirty stained shorts. <laughs> You dress, you dress for the job you want. Crocs, you say? That's a comfortable choice of footwear. Crocodile! <laughs> not Crocs, you idiot. <laughs> I was like, it's not the look I'd go for. <laughs> I was like, that's a Shut choice. Up. Somebody is rocking, like, that's a, a large amount of confidence to go a full, uh, full suit of <laughs> You shut your stupid Aussie mouth. <laughs> See, uh, I'm so uncultured, I didn't even know, like, what you were talking about with crocodile loafers. I could never afford them, so that's, you know, that's, you know. I we, guess I should have said crockies! Yeah, well, maybe. But, see, crocs are so dangerous here, we would be fucking with them anyway. Like, what am I going to do? Go to the Northern Territory and get bitten in half? Like, they're everywhere. Yeah, you're, yeah your guys' country is like that movie Avatar. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> Pretty you guys have animals that can just kill you. Yeah, everything's trying to kill us at a moment's notice, say. Speaking of uh, getting killed... I, uh, I, I've been, <laughs> been making my way through uh, your YouTube channel and I, I, you mentioned Enzo Amore and I saw a video oh, where him and um, Big Cass and stuff maybe kind of roughed you up a little bit. Are you guys bros or enemies or what's the go there? Fuck them. Fuck Dude. Yeah, dude. I, I come down to Georgia and they're like, we want you down in Georgia. You're a big name. We want to bring you down here, you know, make it even bigger. I was like, cool. And then all of a sudden I hear... I was like, who the fuck is that annoying ass voice? Oh, of course, it's Enzo Amore comes in. Or should I say N? So So he comes in and they're like, hey, you're you're going one-on-one -on -one with Enzo. I was like, and who do I owe this displeasure to? And they're like, oh, it'll be big for your career. I'm like, for whose career? Anyways, so I take the microphone from the announcer and I walk out there. I tell him, I said, hey, buddy, I know who you are, but you don't know who I am. So I'm going to break it down to you. And I did. And I told him, you think you're the realest guy in the room? Well, let me tell you who I am. I'm real and I'm raw. I'm August Artois. I turn around and he hits me with a clothesline. Cheap. Before the match even started. Come then he hits me with his finisher. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Next thing I know, I'm staring at the damn lights. One, two, three. So then he's in a gauntlet match. I come back up to get my revenge on him. And next thing you know, Big Cass comes out smelling like Miller Lite. And wants to throw me all around the ring. And then uh, Hernandez comes out, so I take a, a, a border toss from Hernandez into the corner, a big boot from uh, 
Big Cass's rugged Timberland boots, it wasn't a good night. It wasn't a good night for me at all. Yeah, you've done wrong by there. That's a, that sounds like bullshit to me. But if you notice, though, I got my ass kicked in it, and I'm still up here, so... Exactly. What are they going to do? Cut, cut, let's wait. Everyone's going to have a tough day in the office. Oh, yeah. Everybody's going to have that tough day. Same thing with Garrett Bischoff. Uh, I called his ass out, not thinking he was going to... I mean, not hoping he wasn't going to answer, but I just honestly didn't think he was going to answer. So I said what I had to say, called him out, and next thing I know, he responded, and we had a match, and it, it got a little crazy. I blew fire in his face. He threw me 20 feet off a scaffolding through a table. Jesus. Was, uh, that was a crazy match. Is that uh, son of Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, or that's, just somebody who took his name? No, that's that's son of Eric Bischoff. That's the uh, the only thing he's got going for him. He was he was wrestling for another company, and I saw it, and I was like, "Hey, I heard Garrett Bischoff's getting back in the ring. That's fucking hilarious." And everybody was like, "What the fuck's your problem, man? He's actually a really nice guy. What, you're an asshole." I'm like, "I don't give a fuck." If you guys haven't realized, I say what the hell I want to say, and they're like, "Well, why didn't you do this on your August Artois page? Why'd you do it on your real, on your shoot page?" I was like, "Because this isn't a work. This is a real fucking. This is me telling you that I think it's a fucking joke." And. So they're like, all right, well, we can't have you guys fist fight, so we'll guys have you have a wrestling match. I'm like, okay, I guess we'll have a wrestling match then. He definitely didn't walk. He, he didn't walk away the same way he walked into that match. I'm pretty sure he had a sprained ankle and a fractured nose after that match. I busted him right in the nose with a chain. Uh, collapsed his ankle when I jumped on him outside the ring. So he definitely he definitely walked away knowing who the hell I was. Yeah, not to mention the third degree burns for that fireball you blew in his face. <laughs> I actually got burned too. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all, the, all the juice ran down my back, and once I caught him on fire, it all went down to me. So I had to run. If you watch the video, I run into the kitchen and fall down and roll around. Oh, well. You got to do what you got to do, man. Exactly. What's it take to uh, learn to blow a fireball or just wing it on the day? Honest to God, the last, I'd say, eight like really cool things that I've done during a match, I've done it on the fly. Everyone's like, "Damn, dude! Like, how long do you? How long did it take you to practice that?" I'm like, "I just, <laughs> I, I did the, uh, it, it, I had a uh, like a, ro- a battle royal roll. It was a wild card scramble type thing, and I did the Jericho thing where you you jump up to the middle rope, jump off, and then drop kick the dude off the apron. And I was like, you know what? He's in the perfect position. I'm just gonna go for him. And I did it. After the match, someone's like, "Hey, man, that, that shit was perfect. How many, You know, how long have you been doing that?" I was like, that was literally the first fucking time I've ever even tried it. So, and that's what pisses people off more is they're like, damn, dude, how long have you been practicing that? I'm like, I just, I just went out there and said, let's give it a shot. <laughs> I've never practiced anything in my life. I just do it. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like it's just better to just to do it, you know, like Nike said. Because, I mean, if you go up there and you're, you're hesitant to do something, you're never going to make it to the next level in life. you just got to turn it out. So, oh, all right, so we've established what's next for you, which is nothing but world domination until retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yep. we've, got, we've got the match coming up against Stephen Frick that you didn't even know about at the, uh, at the tradition mm-hmm. continues featuring... August Startois. Amen. Exactly. And did I uh, did I say something about you've got some other appearances as well for for FIP and things like that? Oh my God! I got. Let's go ahead and bring this up real quick. Yeah, let's break it down for the people real quick. For the stupid people out there, <laughs> I got June fifth WWN, June sixth MCWF. That's Magic City Wrestling Federation. July third WWN, July tenth GCW, July sixteenth 
TCW July 24th Division Pro July 31st back down to Miami with Magic City Wrestling Federation and then we got August 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 September 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 October November December but we'll fucking get there later you can make sure you can go to Instagram the underscore real underscore Artois 7 on Instagram Artois August on Twitter and you can go to August Artois on Facebook August Artois on YouTube Make sure you subscribe, like, follow, all that shit. Keep up with the real and the raw August Artois, knowing all my podcast interviews. You can get my merch. Um, You'd be lucky if I sell you a t-shirt, because I'm not really, I I can give two shits about money or popularity. So um, if you catch me in a good mood, you might be able to buy a t-shirt. Nine times out of ten, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Um, And that's that's my info. Keep up with me and where I'm going to be. That's it. And everybody remember to check out www.nlive.com. Subscribe and you can see August easier than anywhere else. You catch him on the reg. Yeah? Faces and Feels podcast, motherfuckers. That's it. Dude, thanks for making time for me while driving to fucking Disneyland. That is the most baller shit of all time. I just wanted to hear you talk shit for fucking 30 minutes and you did not disappoint, man. You're an absolute champion. I'm not here to disappoint, but now it's up to you to do your job and to get me booked in Australia. Get my ass flown over there. Uh, I believe there's a company over there actually uh, that I'm that I'm trying to get booked with. Mm-hmm. Let's see who they're called. Um, they're on my Instagram. I think it's, it's PW something. PWA. Australia. Yep, PWA. I, uh, PWA Australia. I know a few guys from that. Robbie Eagles, if you're listening, book this man. Get COVID out of the way and get August Artois to PWA. Get him to everywhere in Australia and see how real and raw it can really get. Oh, yeah. And it, and it will. I mean, I'm not here. Like I said, I'm not here to make friends. So when I get to your locker room, you give me the best and I'll make them better. Simple as that. Dude, that sounds like an absolute plan to me. All this COVID shit's going to get out of the way and then we'll see you rock your way over here. And if you ever make your way to Perth, you make sure you reach out to me. I'll make sure you're taken care of, yeah? Oh, fuck yeah, my friend. Um, well, that's the thing is, like, I'm, I'm going to be making my way to the UK soon, so hopefully we can set it up where I can go to the UK, boom, hit UK, boom, from there to Australia, boom, then come home. Yeah, that's it. I, I see nothing but great things for you, my man, so... I'm really happy to get into this uh, eight-month ground floor and see where you take it to. Also, oh, tell also, every single every single Australian out there that there's a new thing in Australia that it will, for now on, be known as August, 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 oi, 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 August, 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 oi, oi, oi. It's already over. It's already over. I can tell. <laughs> Brother, tell Mickey I said hello. Peace to your brother for putting up with us for this uh, this drive. And you guys have an absolutely killer day, yeah? All right, bro. Stay real and raw, man. Absolutely, man. Peace out. Later. So that's it, everybody. For August Artois and for Faces and Fields, remember, it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Peace out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at Faces Feels Cast, Twitter, at Faces Feels Cast, and Facebook, 
at facesfeelscast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view.